0: the international game has been de mox hello
1: everybody and welcome to episode 99 of hoop darshan. hoop
0: darshan hoop darshan
1: Episode number 99 karen we've been we've been inching one by one, close to that century mark. Uh, one more to go, but but we'll make we'll make this a good one too. Jersey number ninety nine, current. Do you know if anyone's won jersey number ninety nine at all? How many people do you think would have won it?
0: I, I think it's a it's a fun enough number that I, hmm. I would say players would try it out. I don't know anyone, but maybe let me do a shot in the dark. Maybe seven players have done it.
1: Uh, quite a fit. Quite a few more than that, actually. There are definitely oh, yeah. more than 20 people who won. 20
0: players. okay, not bad. It's any any prominent names?
1: Yes, there is a prominent name. Uh, but before that, I'll tell you who wore it most recently. So okay. most recently, it's uh, Sterling Brown of the Milwaukee Bucks. Oh, okay, yeah. Who, who was obviously in the news for, um, for a lot of different reasons in the last few years. But in fact, the most... Uh, famous or the most recognizable name from the list of people who won jersey number 99 is uh, Joe Jellybean Bryant
0: oh wow yeah I didn't bet you didn't see that coming (laughs) that's amazing yeah I didn't even know like so what was his NBA career like like when did he play who did he play for
1: um so he played for the Sixers a fair bit yeah um but before that it's like he's got, I think he's got. Um, he played for the San Diego team for a little bit, mm-hmm. but I'm not 100% sure. Um, yeah, so he's the the numbers he wore, or the teams with which he wore. 99 was definitely Philadelphia 76ers and San Diego Clippers. Uh, but outside of that, he also had a season in Houston. Mm. So eight seasons wow. in the NBA. Oh, uh, to Joe
0: Bryant.
1: Yeah, shout out to Kobe's dad, Joe Jellybean Bryant. Jellybean is is like an epic nickname though. Jellybean is
0: such a great nickname, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, no, good stuff. Uh, outside of that, there's also the year 1999, current, which is quite a special year for you, I think.
0: Yeah, it's it's the year where I became a Knicks fan. It's th- that is the year. Uh, I mean, I, I became a basketball fan several years before that, but I didn't really have a team then. You know, I was just into you know different players. I used to like Gary Payton a lot. I used to love Michael Jordan because who didn't? Um, but that was the year when uh, when the Knicks were an underdog eighth seed, and Patrick Ewing got hurt, and still they made the finals. They lost in the finals. It was it's the it wasn't as good a team as the one that made the finals in '94, but it was still like a really fun team because they were underdogs, and so I fell in love with that team, and it's been downhill ever since since that <laughs> happened. So, uh,
1: I did I didn't want to say that, but you did anyway. Uh, maybe we'll talk about this a little bit a little bit more in detail when when we finish our special guest section and come back to the nba stuff but for, uh, sure, obviously, for sure obviously quite a quite an important sort of moment in in your life and in your sort of fandom so we'll we'll definitely chat about that but before that Karan, there's a few a few bits of indian basketball news that yeah. we need to speak about since we last spoke
0: yeah there's I mean, a lot has happened. Our uh, our national team played in um, the FIBA qualifiers, the most recent window. So we played two games uh, in, in, in a bubble, basically. And mm-hmm. uh, you will, you know, be disappointed to hear that we lost both these games. Uh, very Just a very disappointing performance. Again, the first loss to Lebanon was by 55 points. It was just a terrible showing by us. And the second loss to Bahrain was by 16 points, and it's a game that we had a double-digit lead in in the first half, and still wow. we lost that by 16 points. So it was it's just, it was such a, it, it's, it's a two separate ways that Indian basketball has broken our hearts in, you know, in forever, basically. The one way where we <clears> are completely outclassed, and the other way where we they give us some hope. And then, as we have talked about over and over again, the team just does not have the stamina, does not have... The, the focus to keep up that good play for four quarters, you know. It's like they'll play one or two good quarters and then that it's all over. So, it's um, disappointing. India are now 1-3 and three in these uh, qualifiers. We're still not completely knocked out, but our chances are low. And uh, at the next window is in February. So, we play against Iraq and Lebanon. Um, and let's see. We, we did defeat uh, Iraq back in February uh sorry <laughs> february of this year so so hopefully if we win that first game and make things interesting we'll see what happens
1: definitely definitely yeah, that's that's a bit disappointing but you did say that there was a there was a silver lining in there that, that Amjoth is back isn't it
0: amjot is back and it was a surprise to all of us uh, the fact mm. that because amjot had been banned for that sort of violent in, uh, incident in in bangalore um, it's about a year ago. I can't even keep track of time as, as you know, <laughs> post-pandemic. I think that was almost a year ago. But, yeah. um, he, he makes a surprise comeback. I guess the BFI realized that they need some kind of hype, some kind of a chance to qualify. And he is the mm-hmm. best player in India. So they bought him back and he delivered. He played really well. In that loss against Lebanon, he had, uh, he had 25-5 and five in that game. And then the Bahrain game, which was a much closer game, he had 15-9. and nine. So, um, he, he he was our best player from this window and hopefully, you know, at least there's that, at least his his individual, um, uh, his return will, will give some hope that, you know, if, if we can practice and get better for the next window, we might be able to make a difference with him.
1: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, well, anything, anything that's better than losing parts of his prime to a really stupid band that doesn't, that doesn't really have like solid things to stand on. Is, is a positive, um, in my books. Well, Speaking so. bans, <laughs> yes,
0: <laughs> we have to. We have. <laughs> they to, just keep uh, coming. <laughs> they, they they keep coming. They, one guy gets unbanned and another suffers a ban. Um, in in some a, a difficult news for Indian basketball, uh, Satnam Singh was the first Indian to be drafted into the NBA back in 2015 and has played for the Texas Legends. He's played for the Saint John's Edge in in Canada. Um, he has been, he, he, he was going through an anti-doping verdict because there was some suspicion by the, the anti-doping disciplinary pa- panel in India last year uh, about some substance that he has he had taken. And uh, Eklavya has broke the news just about a week ago that he has that now also been banned now for about two years. So two years actually starting a year ago. So he's now been banned for an additional year from now. Uh, Based on this allegation, and I I still haven't found any any further backing to this news beyond that eclaves report. But uh, as far as we know right now, now so now we won't have Satnam for another year at least.
1: That's disappointing. Uh, but we did we did speak about this when the allegation sort of came up some time ago, saying we don't know what it is, but apparently it's out there. It's uh, it's disappointing to see it sort of confirmed and. And have him banned for another year. Now it's uh, hopefully at some point in the next few years, Karan, we'll we'll stop having people banned.
0: <laughs> I I won't be. I, I think I've given up that sort of optimism. I think uh, <laughs> I I, th- I think I live with the fact that the BFI has the need to for some reason or the other. Now the Satnam ban is obviously out of BFI's hands. It's justifiable. uh yes. to nada. You know. But uh, when it comes to the disciplinary bans. I do agree that they need to be handed out for incidents, but the way they have been handed out and the kind of punishment, the, the long-term punishment being given to these players is is just absurd to me. And I'm glad the BFI did a U-turn on Amjot. I hope that it in the future it doesn't announce these because they lose their own credibility now, right? When they announce, you know, like four, three or four years for Amjot or whatever it was and they, they make a U-turn within a year. So yeah, I just hope that they don't do that again. It it just makes everything better. It gives more hope to Indian basketball.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Speaking of hope to Indian basketball, current there's one more piece of news. Uh, yeah, about good another news. another one of our star upcoming youth players who who's uh, headed statewards.
0: Yeah, so good news uh, comes. I mean, a, a bunch of these NBA Academy India players are. Really starting to sign with academies abroad, both male and female players now. For a while, remember Kaushek was just like the female players were just killing it, and the male players yes. had to play catch up. But now a, a bunch of male players are are catching up, and the newest name in the list is Ryanshu negi who has signed with the DME Sports Academy in Daytona Beach, Florida. Uh, he becomes the fourth male student-athlete from the NBA Academy in India to commit to a high school or college program in the U.S. And Negi is, I mean, what I specifically like about his story is that he's from Rurki, which is like a small town in Uttarakhand on the way to Deradun. Um, and and for, for, for a small town boy like that to then make it to, like, it, 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 apart from uh, Dehradun and ONGC being close by, there is no mm-hmm. real basketball culture in where he's from. You know, it, it's not like ONGC has like wings to the rest of Uttarakhand. Um, yeah. So for a small boy like that to make it to the NBA Academy and then to now make it to Florida is just a really cool story. And uh, and another thing is that he is, unlike a lot of other like Indian prospects that everyone is, that, that we sort of overload on, he's not a big guy. He's not mm. your traditional big Punjabi player. He's a shooting guard. And uh, so it's kind of, it's great to see a, a guard make it because we desperately need both good like point guard play and good shooting in um in India and I think he's an athletics uh, SG so I, I do hope that he can like you know hone his skills and um, you know sort of contribute to the future of Indian basketball
1: That's really exciting news, um, good stuff Karan so um, why don't you tell our listeners who our special guest is today
0: Over to our special guest, our special guest today is Aparna Rajkumar uh, I think if anybody has watched basketball domestic basketball in india i'm talking about the stuff on dudarshan and dd sports you would know aparna's voice she is a sportscaster a former multi-sport athlete herself uh she's commented on multiple indian national championships for dudarshan for the fiba asia championships in chennai she's she's done the 3x3bl india games a number of national state invitational tournaments and She's done other leagues too, like she's um, she's commentated during the Pro Kabaddi League, which is, you know, obviously a, a way bigger deal than than uh, than you would have imagined it to be. Um, and she's a former baller. She's played basketball for Tamil Nadu State at all levels, you know. So uh, these days, she's doing a very excellent uh, series for a club that's actually called Stree God Game, which is an interview series with India's top female basketball players. So uh, we, we thought we'd get Aparna on to talk about her experiences Commentating on women's basketball in India, and on, on basketball in general, uh, and a little bit of NBA talk too. So, um, happy to have Aparna Rajkumar on Hoop Darshan. So, I'm happy to have Aparna Rajkumar making her debut uh, appearance on Hoop Darshan on episode 99. Aparna, how are you doing?
2: I'm doing good. Thank you very much for having me on Hoop Darshan. It's, absolute, it's an absolute honor to be invited to be a guest on Hoop Darshan. And I've been following Hoop Darshan for quite a while now. And uh, it's it's quite a big deal to be on the show. And I'm going to enjoy this uh, going forward. Thanks, guys. The, on-
0: the honor is all ours. You're a legend in like the Indian basketball media scene. Uh, and-, and you told us that the number 99 is a special number for you, right? Or nine-
2: Absolutely, nine. Yes, nine is a special number for me. And this is episode 99, you told me. So I'm quite elated because that was my jersey number. Okay. Uh, so ninety nine is a big deal for me
0: so so did you have a specific reason for choosing nine or was it just the number that you know the coach gave you first and you stuck with you
2: it so happened that when I started playing uh, uh, you know for my school team it was it was a discarded number from one of the players who was ejected from the team to make oh, way wow. for me and <laughs> I was I was probably eleven at that time mm-hmm. so I just took what was given to me and it it worked out for me and it, it just you know uh, you know that's your first number and and it stays with you always
0: yeah yeah of course of course uh, it's uh, just,
1: just destiny aparna Absolutely. did you have uh,
0: did you have a number that stuck with you uh, yes day? yeah
1: yes actually i was number 7 uh, and we've spoken about this before uh, yeah. just a, a lot of my uh, sporting superstars they all wore number 7 in, in football which just transferred to to basketball yeah. as well i
0: i what always about? wore f- 15, it was uh for Vince Carter. That was like, you know, that was his number back in the Toronto days. So, and, and 15 was the, back in, the, I, I don't know how what the rules are now, but back in those days, 15 was the biggest it could be, 4 to 15. That you, yeah, you don't now, get any
1: other. Now you, can, now you can wear anything you want.
0: I can wear anything. Uh, so, uh, Aparna, we, uh, before you came on, I introduced you as, you know, a very familiar voice in Indian basketball because anyone who's watched darshan and anyone who's watched any sort of coverage of indian basketball has definitely heard you we will talk about that a little bit more later but i want to start off by asking what the most recent thing that you've been up to which is the three god game series which are these series of interviews you're doing on instagram and i i have really enjoyed the fact that you're doing this where you're sort of highlighting uh, top female basketball players in india so i Thank would love so to know much. i would love to know what are some of you know in these conversations in these interviews uh, what are some of the interesting... like? First of all, who are the players we've interviewed so far? And uh, I would so, love for you to share some of the top stories that, that you have taken from them.
2: Sure. First of all, I, I uh, would like to actually share a little bit about 3-Court game. And this is a beautiful initiative by Ekalavyas. Uh, because it is a known fact that women's basketball is not really highlighted as much as men's basketball is. And it's not that basketball is getting a huge spotlight in India where people are cricket crazy. So it gives me absolute pleasure to you know highlight and sh- share shine a spotlight on women's basketball itself in India. So this uh, uh, when uh, Gopal contacted me and said, hey I'd like to do this and I'd like you to be the host of the show, I took it on very gladly because uh, I felt that you know we could share what's happening within women's basketball with the rest of the nation and maybe even uh, for our viewers or listeners outside, because it's it's uh it, not many people know about what's going on or who our he, uh, heroines are in the sport, so it it gave me uh, really a great opportunity to highlight those special women who are contributing to uh, the sport, not just as uh, players but also those who are working behind the scenes, you know, even mm-hmm. as coaches or uh, anyone else that contributes to making the sport better. So that's how three God Games uh, started, and we've had. Uh, We've done about four episodes right now and the next one is going to be coming on the 26th. So we started off with the goat of uh, women's basketball who is Anita Paul Durek. So she was our first guest and it was uh, very refreshing to hear what she had to say about uh, the sport itself and her growth coming from very, very humble background and uh, how she rose in the ranks. And, uh, and, you know, of course, there are a few disappointments at least from my side and, and many of the fans who know that the kind of achievements that she has uh, uh, had over the years and the awards that elude her so yes. those were uh, you know those, those that really hurts when, when you see a player has given so much of herself to the sport contributed so much of not just her life and putting her personal issues behind her and stepping up every single time to lace up for our nation and do us proud I she feel has, that we have let her down very badly.
0: She has played, I think, in more uh, FIBA championships than any woman player in India, uh, and uh, she returned from from uh, childbirth twice, I think, twice. to play for the national That's team. That's amazing, which is just, right? So it's insane, <laughs> you know. It's more than insane
2: because you see the kind of performances she has given even after uh, her personal setbacks, such as knee surgeries or childbirths I wouldn't call childbirth a setback. It was a beautiful moment in her life. Uh, but despite all that, she came back so strongly to still, she still holds her own on the basketball floor. Even when she steps on now, she can still hold her own because I've seen her compete as late as a few, uh, like a year ago on, on the three, 3BL three circuit. And uh, she was on fire. No, Nobody had any answers to her. So that's the kind of caliber that uh, she brings on to the floor and it's, it, you know, it, it kind of disappoints us that mm-hmm. she has been let down quite badly. So, uh, and she also spoke about how her camps are and, you know, how rigorous her training is and how she has now assumed a role of being a mentor to a lot of junior players as well. And how she hopes to inspire the younger generation. So that's uh, very, very heartening. And the mm-hmm. next guest we had on was uh, Nima Doma. She's yeah. the first ever player from the Northeast uh, women's player to have ever made it to the Indian team. So that is a, that's another trendsetter. So we are trying to bring in athletes from, uh, you know, with this different uh, perspectives and different achievements and show the people and the rest of the country or whoever is watching our show that, you know, these guys, these girls are special and they're special for, uh, uh, you know, different reasons yeah. and how it's time. We appreciate what they bring to the floor. So Neema was also, she's one of the original girls of Gangyap and it was yes. uh, really beautiful the way she, you know, spoke about uh, her travels coming from Gangya itself and how they grew in that region to become what she has become itself and how she fits into the uh, Indian team and how she hopes to get better. So that was also very nice. And our third guest was uh, former international Apurva Murlinath, who got married and she moved to Boston. Mm. And uh, she did not stop at being a housewife. Instead, she uh, you know, started doing a lot of training programs and underwent coaching, uh, coaching classes and things like that. And she herself has now become a coach. So she coaches school, high school and AAU basketball. She's now coaching at a college as well. And how she has added different aspects of training programs. And you know, her education towards sport has taken on a completely new perspective and what she is now able to bring to the floor as a coach, that's phenomenal because I have seen her when she started playing basketball and her parents uh, probably had more faith in her and uh, um, more more than the fact that she had interest towards the game, you know, it slowly grew on her. Seeing her come from that to what she has become now, I felt like a proud mom. I don't know if even that, <laughs> that even makes sense, you know, because watching her play and I pushed her around, around in scrimmages, uh, playing with her and things like that and told her, toughen up mm-hmm. and things like that so seeing that progress it's heartening to note where these women have how they started and where they have come yeah and the fourth episode we had our uh, two young stars or so upcoming stars Sia deodor and uh, Anne mary Zachariah. Mm-hmm. both of them are at life prep uh, uh, school in uh, kansas yeah. So it was a very fresh, and they were our youngest guests, and it was a very fresh perspective how they are uh, taking a, going forward as student athletes, and you know how school is, and how their training regimens are, and how their coaching programs are. So that was a lot of fun. So we also add an international segment to God Game, wherein we try to also highlight one international women's sports person uh, who has contributed to the game, either as a player or a coach or even as a team owner uh, or, uh, you know, one of the trainers. So we try to bring in that aspect as well to educate the public, to make them understand there are so many different ways and areas in which women are contributing and in a great level too.
0: So when you say international Uh, sports women they could be in any sport or is it basketball related
2: right now we are it's basketball related yeah. but at some point in time we will diversify also to show that women athletes of any sport uh, you know all over the world whoever has contributed to a great deal we will be highlighting them as well so that that is much later in the pipeline but right now we're trying to bring the focus and keep it uh, just for brass basketball yeah, right yeah. now
0: no, I mean it, it's awesome to hear what what you're doing, and and specifically for young Indian women to to see this. I think a lot of Indian women who even have a chance to play the sport, e- either they might go into basketball. And so so I'm talking from a North Indian perspective. Uh, I know in the south yeah. things are a lot more uh, uh, more disciplined and a lot better streamlined when it comes to the basketball leagues and schools in Kerala, Tamil Nadu, Karnataka, etc. In the north, it's not like that. I think it. Um, I, th- I think these young women especially they, for them to even dream about sports it's in many families it's considered crazy you know so so I love the fact that you are highlighting these successful women so more young women can be inspired you know and they can see like no no these such things are possible you can actually dream the dream and and what you've done with the guests you guys have had it seems like you've really diversified you have a, a legend like uh, Anita you have young players you have someone from the northeast, um, I, I just have one question. You said, you said something very controversial when you were talking. Uh, yeah, yeah.
2: Which one? Yeah. So,
0: uh, so, so, so you are from Tamil Nadu, aren't you?
2: Yes, I am.
0: And therefore, your goat was Anita.
2: <laughs> yes, that is <laughs> probably because I have seen so much of her playing. Uh, you know, uh, you know, when she started off as a club level player. Yeah. I have seen her from probably her school days. So and I've seen what she has contributed over the years, and the fact that she has got us several, uh, you know, four gold medals and one silver, if I'm not mistaken. And I see the kind of uh, the basketball IQ that she brings onto the floor. Mm -hmm. That is why she is my choice. I have seen a lot of legends play as well. I'm not going to deny the fact that there (laughs) were legends before her, and there will be legends after her.
0: But seeing
2: what she can do and Bringing out the best in her teammates, that's why she's the goat for me.
0: I I agree that she is among the greatest basketball p- woman to pick up a ba- not just women, people in, to pick up a basketball in India, um, yeah. and and definitely deserves the Arjuna Award at the very least. Yes, but, but uh, I, I I have to say, G- Gitu Anna Joe's exists and. Uh, yes. I, I'm not
2: going to deny the fact that uh, <laughs> Githu is a legend and she's massive. She's a colossus. Yes. She can still do so much of damage under the under under the floor. I mean under the board. But the uh, thing is, I would probably rank both of them simul- uh, You know side by side. But I would lean a little bit towards Anita simply because she is able to bring out the best in players. Not just you know she also you know the kind of understanding she says uh, shares with Githu is is quite something. And the fact that she can also bring out the best in her other teammates is why I lean towards Geet, uh, to, uh towards Anita.
0: And they did have an excellent understanding. They when they played together, they, they were yes. electric to watch. Like it almost seemed like uh, unspoken. They didn't need to even look at each other to know where the other would be. Uh, Absolutely. And, and they played professionally together in Thailand too, so they they, they are neck to neck in that way. Um, Absolutely. So one thing I want to ask my last thing on this topic is. Uh, you know, in conversation with the woman you've spoken to, uh, and I mean, just your knowledge from the past. Okay. What would you say are some of the major concerns that India's female basketball players I mean, there's concerns that every basketball player in India feels, but specifically for the women in India, I know obviously one of the main concerns I've, I've always heard is the fact that they just aren't enough uh, professional, or I mean, there's not enough entities who would who would recruit basketball players, you know, so because the options are so low for women they don't really have the power to negotiate better salaries or negotiate better things for themselves, you know? Is, is that Would you agree with that being a major issue? And are, are there any other issues that you want to highlight?
2: Yes, there are uh, a couple of issues. The first one being the fact that after you finish your college, if mm. you don't get recruited by the railways, there there are no other employers uh, for women. Uh, you, you know, barely any, any other professional team out there that will hire women just because they are amazing players and will give them opportunities to participate in uh, national competitions or first of all we don't have enough All India tournaments for women Mm -hmm. and uh, you know after a point you know, once there are uh, zero recruitment opportunities after college for them if they don't make it to the railways then they start looking at uh, just joining mainstream jobs and you know trying to make a life for themselves then marriage happens and then this entire rigmarole of trying to Uh, being, uh, you know, there are a lot of barriers for women, whether we uh, like to admit it or not. It's not easy to break out of the mindset that the previous generation has that, you know, we have to be homemakers or we just have to go to work, come back and uh, keep home and things like that. How many women have actually given up taking care of themselves simply because they don't have the energy or the time or the support from the family to do what they need to do to keep themselves healthy and fit? It could be either you're playing basketball or you could even go to a gym or do CrossFit or whatever it is. Many women have just kind of given up on that part of life right after they're done with college or don't have any more opportunities to play and start getting into mainstream life. So that is a huge concern. And the fact that we see as there are in in Tamil Nadu itself, there used to be a lot of uh, uh, All-India tournaments before. Of course, the numbers have come down because we don't have enough sponsors uh, coming forward as well, and and for whatever reasons. But how many tournaments do we have in India for women that are All-India tournaments? We don't have enough competitions. We don't have enough tournaments. Even before, we used to have a lot more, but now I don't see that happening. Even school-level tournaments have come down. And, you know, in uh, those days, we used to have things like open tournaments, open school-level tournaments, where we didn't have an age category, which meant that, even as 11 and 12 year- olds, we were competing with 16 and 17 year- olds, and we were pushed to play better. The fact that we are now curtailing it to age group tournaments like you know under 14 and under 16, okay, on a FIBA basis, uh, you know you have all these uh, age-related uh, tournaments and things like that. But if we don't really improve as much as uh, we don't have the opportunities to improve or play with people bigger and better than us, you know what I'm saying? We're not pushing ourselves enough. We are. It seems like we are okay with mediocrity at, at the end of it because simply because we are not pushing ourselves uh, hard enough. Hello.
0: Yeah, yeah, Parna. No, that's. I I, I totally agree, and it seems like it, it, that is obviously an issue for the men too. But as you mentioned, for the women, that it's like it might seem like they're running the same race but the women have extra hurdles or taller hurdles yes yes we do in every single time you know
2: and it seems like a, a lot of women once they get married and have a child it seems like you know their life is almost over now it is only about the children it is only about the family yes it is okay to put your family uh In front and say this is the most important thing for me but what is more important than your family itself is you because if you are not at your best you cannot give off your best to the family so when you know more women should be encouraged to look at themselves as the most important entity for all of us it's not just women or men for every one of us it is important for us to understand that we are the most important people in our lives Only then we can be of some importance to people that we love or care about, you know. So that importance, that understanding itself has to come. And I don't think our uh, society allows you to think that way. You know, women are expected to sacrifice more, expected to be there for others, put themselves last, put everyone else ahead of them it's it's something that's been happening for years, and there's it's going to take a lot before that mindset changes. It's not a bad thing, but it's uh, it's harmful for the person who is a caregiver no emotionally absolutely. and physically
1: absolutely Aparna. really really well said i think I think that makes that makes a lot of sense and i'm I'm really glad that you are uh, sharing these views and also using your platform to to highlight the people who have crossed all of these barriers and are making a name for themselves inspiring other other women and other girls to sort of carve their own path as well Um, so thank you so much for for sharing that I'm going to take this in a completely different direction now and and speak to you about another aspect of your life that uh, that a lot more of us are sort of familiar with so we we have heard your voice uh, when you commentate on Indian basketball nationals or other other important events for Doozeshan. Can you talk to us about how that experience came about and how how that lets you see basketball in a in a different light and maybe maybe talk to us about some of your top memories while doing so as well.
2: Absolutely, Karan. It actually yeah, I it, the the opportunity came across. I came across the opportunity by chance. It was a complete accident. I had gone to watch. Uh, National level tournament, or I think it was a state level tournament in uh, Chennai. And I was just sitting in front of the audience, and um, I didn't know it was uh, being televised. It so happened that uh, the Doodarshan crew was there, and unfortunately, the commentator who was supposed to commentate for the game bailed. And it was just uh, five or six minutes before tip off, and uh, the sports editor was there, and he was running. He was quite frantic, and he was uh, wondering who he could get to sub in for the commentator. And somebody brought this gentleman. I didn't even know. I was just watching well, the warm-ups and things like that. And they said, hey, this, this lady, she can talk. She knows the game. She will talk. I was taken by surprise. I didn't even know what was going on. And then I asked, what, what is going on? And then he said, the commentator bailed. Can you come and commentate? I said, I've never done this before. I mean, I wouldn't take a chance on me if I were you. And he said, no, just give it a shot. We have no, no one else. So let's, let's uh, try it out. So I felt sorry that this man was put in a situation like that. And so I said, OK, let me try, but uh, don't hold it against me if I do a bad job. So I went there and sat. The first 30 seconds, I kind of, you know, I was uh, guarded. And then, and then, you know, the game just happened. And it, you, you just lose yourself in the game. Once that happened, the flow started coming. And uh, after the game, he uh, made it a point to tell me, listen, I'd like you to be our official commentator for... DD basketball. I said, sir, I've just done one game. He said, no, no, I really loved what you do. So f- henceforth, whenever uh, we have basketball events, I'd like to call you. And he took my number at that point in time. After that, I had a couple of. I had a, a tragedy when I lost my husband. Um, and after that, it was a couple of years. It, it was a really, really tough time. And I wasn't anywhere in the circuit because I was going through, a, you know, large. Uh, whole I mean I was going through a very very difficult phase you know with being a single mom my son was about 11 and my daughter was eight and a couple of years went by and then uh, there was a tournament in Chennai the Asian Basketball Championship in Chennai at that time it was called ABC so uh, I decided okay let me go and do some volunteering it'll take my mind off things and it'll be a good change so I was just volunteering over there when I saw the same gentleman he said hey where did you disappear I've been searching for you for a couple of years I said, sir, I had some personal issues, so I wasn't in the circuit. I I wasn't uh, anywhere near basketball. He said, okay, now we have one commentator shot. Now come and commentate. I started laughing. I said, what are you talking? This is international basketball. That was a state level championship. And you want me to do this? I said, I know uh, what you can do. So I still think that you should do it. So come and sit down and commentate. I was like really, really nervous. It was a big moment. And then uh, I and my first game, I was he told me that uh, this gentleman has uh, 40 years experience in commentating multiple sports for basketball. And um, and I and I had to go over and do it. So at that time, Jay Shankar was supposed to be the chief commentator. So he was all in his coated suit and things like that and uh, looking very sharp. And uh, I was very nervous. And, mm-hmm. you know, the first game, what happened was like, we didn't have a proper commentating box. So it was uh, one desk, actually. And um, we had to share. Yeah, it was one tiny, you know, these cool desks that we have. And we had to share that one desk. So I'm we sitting in very close proximity. And I was very nervous, this, uh, you know, really senior gentleman here, and I have to commentate with him. But once you started uh, talking about the sport, I just forgot who I was with that you know, uh, the flow started coming in. I, I, I started having a good time. And that's when it happened. They're like, this is really a funny thing I must share with everyone. So I figured out in the first few minutes that this gentleman truly didn't have any clue what the sport was all about. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it was, it was pretty funny. Uh, the game was going on it was between Lebanon and some other country. I can't remember. And there was a little bit of a scoring lull, you know. And then this gentleman wants to make conversation. He says, so, Aparna, what do you think? Uh, don't you think the current run rate is very slow? I was gobsmacked. <laughs> absolutely gobsmacked. And I'm looking, I'm, what the heck? How can this happen? And I'm turning and looking. Jay and uh, um, the sports editor, you know, is making uh, signals, you know, like asking, making him cut off, cut off his uh, talk. And you only do the talking, you know. <laughs> Uh, after that I kind of decide okay looks like there are a few more people like this so I'm going to have to you know start getting more confident about what quality I can bring in or what I can talk about the sport because this is my sport and things started evolving from then on Uh, I started getting more opportunities to commentate and uh, I must thank Doodarshan for giving me those opportunities the only thing with the Uh, you know, all these nationally televised uh, games, it all stopped because of the prohibitive costs of um, televising them. Because when we have the nationals, the only thing that, uh, you know, before we used to have the semifinals and the finals being telecast, but even that has stopped uh, now. Why? Because DD charges a bomb to telecast these nationals. Yeah. My point is that, first of all, DD doesn't have fresh content. You are starved for content. Why don't you do all the nationals of all the sports free? Let the country see the talent that's there in any sport. Do it free. No, they will not do it free. Instead, you charge something like two and a half lakhs or two lakhs or whatever. Now I'm sure the price is much more. How can the organizers cough up that much money?
0: It's ironic uh, for, for big basketball events abroad the broadcasters have to pay the organizers money to for the rights and in India is the exact opposite the organizers have to pay the broadcasters to actually play the event you know
2: yeah exactly the the, the point is okay even if the broadcasters don't pay our uh, national bodies any money do it free of charge why not you need fresh content right you're still showing uh, uh, games and uh, uh, what do you call it uh, content from several years ago simply because you don't have fresh content whose fault is that You have made yourselves inaccessible to the sporting, uh, um, uh, you know, bodies. And another thing is, it'll be great if corporate sponsorship programs come and CSR activities uh, step up and, you know, they start looking at sport as an option to also, uh, you know, make, uh, uh, you know, inroads into. So if they came up with some money, maybe if DD doesn't change their mind, maybe uh, the national bodies would be able Afford telecaster, telecast right that also is not happening so it's so difficult first of all to hold nationals and the cost of uh, housing the teams and you know lodging food the, you know whatever it takes to uh, you know conduct a tournament of uh, national uh, level added to it you have you have money constraint then people don't come up they don't uh, they don't sponsor you it's hard to find sponsors you have limited sponsorship there's so many hurdles And then you have people like Didi who want to charge so much when they don't have enough content. When you're giving you fresh content, you won't take it with both hands. So at at some point in time, um, all this stopped. But uh, it's like really sad. There is is no money to, you know, hold hold broadcasts uh, of such tournaments or, you know, have semifinals and finals shown. But now things have become a lot easier in the sense that we can uh, broadcast for less but on uh, stream it online or something like that. But not many people have taken the initiative to do it. I'm sure it comes with its own costs. But do we have that kind of money to do it?
0: And it, it's especially hurtful when we see um, other sports in India who are... I mean, okay, let's be real. This year has been difficult on everything in India. But But even before the pandemic we were seeing other sports in india you know overlap basketball in a way in both in terms of its media engagement and broadcasting and all of that i mean you yourself have, have uh, commented in the kabaddi league too and it's uh, amazing
2: the the kind of uh, you know what star has done for kabaddi, uh, for kabaddi itself star sports it's phenomenal
0: so uh, aparna before we sort of um, let you go I, I sure. sort of want to try something different. I know I'd sent you some ideas, but I, I, but I want to do a little bit of a surprise thing for you. Sure. I want to do I want to do a rapid fire round. <laughs> okay. I'm going to ask you questions and you have to give me quick short answers without much thinking.
2: I Are hope I, I'm able to. Yes, yes. Let's, I wanted let's to surprise it. you.
0: I know you're not Yes, yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no okay. problem. So um, from all the games you've commentated, whether any level, uh, okay. what's the best basketball game you've actually watched in person?
2: Best basketball game I watched in person is the 3BL uh, games uh, between uh, Indies team and Bikram's team, mm. Gurugram uh, and um, uh, Mumbai Heroes. Yeah. Yes.
0: Um, who's the best Indian basketball player, male or female, you've seen play in person?
2: Very, very difficult call. Uh, I would... Uh, i would say right now i'm really intrigued by the way lalrina rentley is playing and he's amazing mm. but he hasn't had an opportunity to pay for, play for india as yet who
0: is your or who, who was your sort of inspiration to get into basketball or any national player that inspired you when you were first getting into the game
2: it was not a national player uh, it was magic johnson
0: oh beautiful <laughs> um in terms of, as you said, you also uh, commented in the the Chennai ABC. So, uh, who would you say was your favorite player to watch? Now, it doesn't have to be India. Any other any other teams that you watched? You watched the best players in the continent. Uh, did you have any favorite player to watch from an, an event like that?
2: Yes, there was a Japanese player, but the name eludes me. Asako, um, if I'm not mistaken. I'm sorry uh, I don't have the name right but it was a not, Japanese
0: player. We will not correct you you're correct it's fine. Okay. <laughs> um this is a very loaded question but you can only okay. give one answer. Uh, okay. If you had to choose one thing to to make a rapid you know like you have a you have a genie a genie's lamp but you can only make one wish what would be your one wish of improving basketball in India? Leagues in India. Wonderful answer. Uh, and 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 my last question is, and I think I already know the answer, but I have to ask you this: Who is your favorite NBA basketball team?
2: Los Angeles Lakers. Not <laughs> two ways about it.
1: <laughs> Excellent answer, Parna. Uh, I'm only saying that because I'm a Lakers fan as well. Um, so I want I want to give give you an opportunity to quickly speak about both of our favorite teams. Um, obviously, the the most recently concluded championship was won by LeBron's Lakers. Uh, yes. What was what was your experience celebrating that title? I, I rub it in Curran's face a little bit by saying that it was the most celebrated. Yes, absolutely.
2: I celebrated it by going on this uh, shooting spree the next day for 17 for the Lakers titles and eight and uh, uh, 824 plus 17, 824 and 24 for Kobe's jerseys. Uh, and yes. uh, 17 so that was you can do the math so i i went on a shooting uh, session wherein i had that many conversions actually so i did a
0: little more than that so you you had to make uh 841 make, shots. yes 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 that, that, that's that's beautiful
2: that's the way i celebrated it and it was a big deal for me simply because i was starved for a title i mean lakers have spoiled us rotten by giving us championships every so often so uh it was a big deal because because I was coming off a couple of muscle tears in my left shoulder. So, it was a way of celebrating a lot of things.
1: That's incredible, Aparna. I don't think I could have made 824 shots uh, no, o- over a few days. It if I had to
2: because uh, I had to make sure that I was accurate. Simply because I didn't have anyone to pick up the ball for me, you know. <laughs> so, no rebounding. <laughs> I had to go and pick up the ball. So, I had to make sure that I made everything count.
1: It is a, it is a very 2020 challenge. Um, in many ways um so how, yeah. quickly quickly about the Lakers again how did you become a Lakers fan uh
2: 38 years ago I'm a, a I'm running on my 39th year so I was uh about say 10 years old year 9-10 and uh, a cousin of mine had her brother living in Boston and that was the time uh, you know the Boston Celtics and Lakers rivalry was at its peak so mm-hmm. she used to get these basketball videotapes Uh, sent to her and then at some point in time she she kind of thought that I might be interested because as this really energetic kid and she thought that I might be interested to view it so you know we're putting those grainy tapes and watching that's when I fell in love with the the Los Angeles Lakers Magic Johnson and the sport of basketball itself and it was Magic's effervescence that actually uh, you know made me fall in love that much more
1: So I've been a fan
2: ever since. And those days we used to get tapes like that and watch. And I would be hungry to read any newspaper articles. Not that we used to get them. Whenever my cousin used to get hold of articles, she would share them with me. So I've been kind of tracking them as best as I could until I got the first opportunity to go and watch them play live. That was Magic's last season. And uh, he was playing in the Western Conference Finals against uh, uh, Portland's Clyde Drexler. And uh, I was there about, say, seven rows off the court. And a gentleman, a friend of ours, had, uh, you know, was kind enough to take me to watch that game. And you know I had this big fangirl moment just watching the sweat drip from Magic's face. I was like, oh my God, I'm this close and I'm watching my my absolute favorite player play live. And he did give me some highlight moments which still uh, is stuck very firmly in my memory that I just keep going back to and saying how blessed and lucky I was. After that, I've made a lot of trips Every time I go to the U.S., I make it a point to go to the Staples and watch a few games. And then I was crazy enough to, you know, a few years ago, 2015, I decided that I treat myself to, on an NBA pilgrimage, literally. So I watched 17 games live because it was Kobe's last season and I knew it was his last season. So I wanted to watch him play live. So I went and watched in quite a few arenas, uh, several games. I even had the good fortune of watching uh, one courtside side in Portland. So that was that was quite a bit. So That's I, in incredible. fact, had tickets to watch uh, a couple of games this season. But of course, because of Corona, I couldn't make it.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so I have a question here about your favorite Lakers. So is, there, is it safe to assume it's magic or did, uh, did Kobe sort of come in and, and swoop you over after a few years?
2: I still have Magic on a pedestal, and yes, Kobe did come, and I had to erect another pedestal next to uh, Magic. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like that. Just heartbreaking. Your story,
0: your story yeah. about watching Magic play, just gave me goosebumps just listening to it. You know, watching him in person. Karan, is... I have
2: to, I have to tell you this. If you can pull up this, uh, this video, I'm not sure if it's still there, but mm-hmm. I it so happened that you know the Lakers got uh, the rebound, mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. defensive rebound, and then Magic took a couple of steps and came towards the three-point line with the ball. Mm -hmm. And then he's already, long. he's jumped in the air to pass the ball. So he Mm -hmm. takes the ball from his right hand behind his left, uh, behind his back, shows the ball onto the left, takes it all the way to his right hand again. All this is in the air, okay? Mm -hmm. Byron Scott is streaking on the right side towards the fast break, you know, Showtime Lakers. So he launches all this in the air. Now the ball is in the right hand and he he lets a long pass go to Byron Scott and that it's a slam dunk on the other end. Just doing, uh, just watching what Magic did, that pass all in the air, that fake with the right hand behind his back, to the left, another fake, back again to his right and passing it to a streaking Byron Scott. That is my highlight. It's still stuck in my head. It's like I'm, I'm watching it now as I speak I'm, and I may not be doing a great job telling you how it is. <laughs>
0: No, you are. I, I'm now. So, so I have loved watching. Like I was too young to watch Magic in his prime, but he became like one of my. I, I think if I were to rank players, I've just loved to watch highlights of. He's definitely up there. Like he's top three for me. He's just so much Absolutely. fun. So you just describing it now. I want to go watch Magic highlights again. It was just. Uh, he, he was. He was literally a magical player. So yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. Um. Aparna Uh. I mean. I know now why you have a job as a commentator because you can really paint pictures with your words. And you've you've done that for us over the last, you know, hour or so. Thank you so much for giving us your time on Hoop Darshan. Uh, I, and I wish you the best with this three god game series. I think everyone who's who's listened to us, everyone who's into basketball, I, I think thanks to the Eclubas network will know about what you guys are up to. Um Thank you but so if much. you don't, I I encourage everyone to watch the 3 God game series. Support uh, women's basketball in India and support Aparna's work. Aparna, thank you so much for joining us again.
2: Thank you so much, uh, Kaushik and Karan. It's an absolute pleasure being here and uh, I, I never uh, ever dreamt that I'd be on a Hoop Tarshan episode and especially 99, episode 99. <laughs> Man, and thank you. Thank you, guys. It's been, an, uh, it's been an honor.
1: Aparna, the honor is all ours. Thank you so much.
0: So I want to thank uh, Aparna Rajkumar for joining us and telling us these incredible stories of i mean not just the indian basketball scene but she seems to have really lived her best life when it comes to experiencing nba basketball too koshi can you imagine watching magic johnson and by the way uh, she's talking about the 1991 season where he wasn't he was still like a year away from being i think i think he was mvp in 1990 like he was still a year away from being uh, the mvp and still was still one of the best players in the nba so uh, that's that's wild to me that's crazy
1: yeah it, it was absolutely crazy and you you were spot on when you said that like it's very obvious why she she's a commentator because she literally painted that picture and I could visualize it as she was saying it um yeah it was it, it was brilliant and amazing story amazing sort of origins to her basketball fandom and and who she is as a person and how uh, how she sort of sees the game it was it was absolutely brilliant
0: um so I mean, before we finish, we, we started talking about the NBA, anyways. Uh, so I, I think we should. Uh, it's it, it's hard to believe. I think by the time you guys hear this episode, the new NBA season will begin. It's all. It, it feels like time is a blur right now. We barely we barely celebrated your sixth favorite, uh, <laughs> Lakers title, and now we're already on. We're already out here with with the Lakers being favorites for to win the seventh of your lifetime, or at least of your basketball watching lifetime. How do you yeah. feel about that?
1: Oh, it's, it, it's unbelievable. I, I can't believe the team actually got better. Like, um, I, I guess I was expecting a lot of the other contenders to sort of play catch up because of mm-hmm. how the season finished. But, uh, Bobby Pelinka, he's, he's, he's done an amazing job. The fact that he, he signed, um, Dennis Schroeder and Montrezl Harrell, the top two finishers in, in the sixth man of the year voting from the previous year to, to show up the rest of the squad and then like put the cherry on top with like Mark Gasol at the end, mm-hmm. um, that's 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 brilliant. Even if Marcus will can play like 15 minutes a game, uh, that'll be that'll be 15 minutes of incredibly high IQ defensive, uh, pass first sort of mentality. That that'll only make the Laker offense even more even more smooth. So I'm super pumped to see how the Lakers play this year. Um, I to be honest, like b- b- when the season finished and when we all sort of knew that. The new season will probably start in a couple of months. I thought it'll be it'll be one of those seasons where you know LeBron rests a fair bit, Anthony Davis rests a fair bit, and that might still happen. Um, so I was fully expecting like a like a fourth or a fifth place finish to the end of the season, but I think just sheer quality of the players on the squad, uh, yeah, you might still finish top two. I think.
0: I feel that they are the favorites to win the West just purely based on talent. Even if LeBron rests a lot. I think Anthony Davis is going to take a huge leap because he sort of has that monkey off his shoulder. He's he's a champion yeah. now, and I think he can just he he'll play free flowing. I think in, I've actually predicted that this will be Anthony Davis's MVP season, and um, say I say that from the set, that. and I say that from the sense of like I think he has I think he'll be the best player on the best team. He might not have the highest PER, but he he'll be he'll be a, like a he'll will be reminiscent of uh, Steph Curry's first MVP where mm-hmm. you know. It, it didn't blow you away, but he was the best player on the best team, right? Um, yeah. And and in terms of the the additions, yeah, what the Lakers did was very impressive. I mean, the the Harrell thing is is, is specifically uh, important because it, it it made their closest competitor in the West weaker. You know. Uh, yeah. Mark Gasol uh, was still a starter in a very good uh, Raptors team, and whatever he can give you, he's gonna give you better than Dwight Howard or jabal McGee. So yeah, like plus, this, it's already a huge uh, upgrade in that.
1: Um, plus, how so, how good is it to have a Gasol on the Lakers again?
0: Yeah, and not just that, it, it's full circle for Mark, who was uh, drafted by the Lakers, traded for his brother. He comes back, and I've heard rumors that Paul wants to make an NBA comeback too. He's working on it. So uh, who knows where he'll end up? But it, it, it's just nice to have the Gasols back back in the mainstream again. You know? Absolutely. Um, uh,
1: what about what about you, Karen? We we briefly touched upon the 99 Knicks. Um, yes. do, do we do, do we sort of stay there or do we talk about the the abomination that is the current current Knicks right now?
0: I mean, I do want to shout out the 99 Knicks because since this is episode 99, um, it, 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 that team it it's always I'll always have an emotional place in my heart for that team for Allen Houston and Lillard, Sprewell and Charlie Ward and Mar- Marcus Camby, like. These, uh, these guys were just complete underdogs, and they went all the way to the finals. Larry Johnson had that epic four-point play against the Indiana Pacers. Mm-hmm. um I used to like basically emulate. I i, I was such an Allen Houston fanboy. I used to emulate Allen Houston's mid-range all the time. So to me, um that team is the reason I became a Knicks fan, and it was just like everything I bought it was wonderful, like the Madison Square Garden crowds were just insane. Like it was, it was very magnetic to watch th- that crowd, that arena react to these, this team, right? Um, and I mean, and th- that is still my hope that th- if the Knicks can get any bit of respectability, uh, you'll see, you, you, you'll see their players and their crowds get, o- their players would get overrated a lot more, just based on any sort of normal play. This is why I have my main man, uh, Obi Toppin, <laughs> as a rookie of the year favorite, because I just think Obi has to do the bare minimum, just be in the conversation. And I think he'll win it. <laughs> <laughs> just I think I, I think, I think the, the media is just starved for some kind of positive Nick story. So uh, I agree. I agree. Even, even if he's among the top three, four favorites among rookie of the year, I think Anthony Edwards, we have to say, uh, Lamelo ball could have a good season. Uh, there's a few others, right? Uh, yeah. the Halliburton. I, 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 I I'll, I'm gonna go with my with my with my main man Obi on this. And uh, speaking of the, the current Knicks, I'm you know I, I, I like these youngins. I like you know we have, we have different goals this season to your to the goals of your team. We just don't want to embarrass ourselves. Uh, I'm, I'm just hoping that RJ Barrett gets to play a lot. And that's it. That's all I can hope for. You know the best thing about a new season starting is we haven't lost any games yet. So I'm so I'm optimistic. If <laughs> we, we had zero losses right now, it's great. <laughs>
1: I like I like how you you have learned to see the things in perspective. But I think to be honest to be honest I like after the last few years of wildly confusing moves and not knowing which direction to head the fact that they actually didn't do much this off season I yes. think is a win.
0: I, I, I 100% agree. I, I I don't mind being I, I've been on the side of a traditional rebuild for a long time um and and a boring traditional rebuild is exactly what we want. Um, yes. Koshuk, who else have you had just based on the preseason alone any other wild like overreactions that you would like to share
1: uh, wild overreactions I think James Harden will get traded in the next two weeks yes. I don't know if that's wild enough but um, yeah fat fat James Harden who loves strippers <laughs> is <laughs> is a development I did not see coming in in the last few weeks but um, yeah I think that Do you have a prediction is...
0: of, of where he ends up
1: uh, I think it will still be Philly. Philly. Um, the the Daryl Morey connection, it's it's a real thing. Uh, and no matter what he says about Ben Simmons not being tradable and stuff like that, I think I think they'll get it done. I personally don't see the next thing happening, even though uh, I, I guess I can see it in, on paper. But um, yeah, it, it'll be Philly for me. What about you? I
0: you know if if I'm Philly, I I don't do that trade. I I, I know it sounds crazy because I've been a proponent of separating Simmons and and beat for a while but but now that this season they actually have shooters around these two I, I want to give it I, I want to give it at least half a season James Harden's trade value is not going any higher you know uh, um, and I oh sorry that's what I meant it's not going any uh yeah and uh, and I feel that Ben Simmons has a brighter future than Harden now by that I don't mean that Simmons can be you know I mean I guess Simmons could be an MVP too. I, I don't mean overall he'll be uh he'll, he'll have a better career than Harden he could. But I just mean because of his youth I just think he's a better bet right now uh long term than Harden is.
1: Yeah. Uh, I suppose the thing with with Philly is like they don't need to make the move right now, right?
0: They don't no. have to. Yeah. yeah. So so the ball is in their court and I think that's especially by Harden missing practicing and practices and openly asking for a trade he's really put Houston in a very shitty position to be honest I think if he really wanted to be traded he should have done it uh, he should have asked for it quietly so it's because mm-hmm. that way they'll they, they probably could play like hardball you know and, and get the pick of the choices back yeah Um. my, my overreaction because you mentioned the Nets I, I am really high on Kevin Durant's comeback season I'm Me super too. impressed by, by what I saw him in the preseason he's I've never seen someone return from Achilles this fluidly as he has um, and I, I'm just super ex- happy to just watch him play basketball. Kevin Durant is, for everything else, he's a joy to watch, um, and this team will be interesting because of everything. The, the, everything that him and Kyrie do off-court will be interesting, but just watching them play basketball, you can't deny it. it's It's going to be hell lots of fun.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think whatever little we saw in preseason, uh, his game looks as smooth as ever, and playing outside of the of the pressure or the burden that he had in in Golden State, which ended up being a burden, not not the blessing that he thought it would be. Uh, I think I think we'll see we'll see a very special season from Kevin Durant. And yeah, apart from the fact that he looks a little little balder and older, uh, <laughs> nothing nothing nothing's really changed for him. Uh,
0: any other teams that you feel could be a surprise, or, or let's just say not necessarily a team that, that would do well, but a team that you would like to watch a lot more of uh, in the, in this coming season.
1: Look, I'm not. I'm not going to lie. I think I'm definitely going to watch a lot of Luca and and Dallas Mavericks games. I think I still think that this is maybe one season too early for a for a proper MVP push, but yeah. uh, they they they'll be interesting to watch. I'll also say that I think Denver is going to be really really fun to watch. They yeah. they had a really good season last year, culminating in the conference finals. I think they'll be looking to push that one step further. Um, mm-hmm. And I have to I have to also shout out my my Real Madrid love, and um, I, I'm super excited to see Facundo Campazzo um, oh, and, and Nikola Jokic um, just swinging the ball around and creating magic, to be honest. So, that, that'll that be fun. Uh, I,
0: I I agree with you on the Luca thing. I, I think... I feel that his MVP... I think he could put up MVP-worthy numbers, but because of the team, because of Porzingis' injury, I don't think they'll yeah. have enough wins for him to sort of gather that momentum. Mm-hmm.
1: Um
0: uh, I agree with you on Denver I think that, that Denver might have a move up their sleeve too they, they might make uh, Michael P, Michael Porter Jr. available at some point I have a feeling you know, if, if there is a, a, a star going uh, what,
1: and, do you think, and t- what do you think about way of P oh,
0: way of P, I, I, he just signed a long contract so I don't think he's moving but uh, it seems like he's, I, I think he's going to stay pandemic P is going to be a clipper I feel but um, we'll see. We'll see who it is. And any player mid-season, you know, it happens all the time. You know, a player hmm. mid-season is unhappy, and all of a sudden, you know, the ball starts rolling. Yeah. I, I, I kind of want to see um, the, the Bradley Beal Westbrook connection in I, in uh, Washington. I'm kind I of hyped for that. I,
1: I was literally thinking of the same team. I think your your second adopted my, team, my, the Wizards. Yeah, my
0: second team. I I you know I've been a Westbrook critic for a long time, but I just think. Now he, first of all, Westbrook in the Eastern Conference is going to be fun. And yeah. then him and Beal, Beal is the kind of guy you play him off anyone and he'll make you look good. You know, he's 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 such a great <clears> off-ball player that way. And he can be a great on-ball player. So uh, it, Washington is a team that, you know, they've had some playoff runs, uh, uh, disappointing ones, but they made the playoffs. But they haven't really had excitement. Even John Wall, like I, I was never really, he didn't really inspire me, uh, even though his game was fun. He didn't really mm-hmm. have that kind of personality uh, since, since I would say, since the Gilbert Arenas years. I, I haven't really been excited for Wizards team. And with Russ and Beal and with Rui Hachimura and Denny Travis Bertans. And yeah. Travis Bertans. Am I saying it right? Uh, Denny Advija, that's a rookie? Yeah, Adwija, I think is the one dude. But... He. I mean, you know, it, it, it's an awkward fit that team will play zero defense. But they could so score up to
1: 160 points.
0: Yeah, so, uh, so 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 that's the team I would have my eye on.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I agree completely. Um, and just one more team before we before we sort of get to all 30 teams. I think <laughs> um, I think Miami will be interesting too. It'll be really cool to see whether uh, last season's run was like a people say it's a fluke or maybe not a fluke, but like a circumstantial thing that they were in the bubble and they were sort of best suited for it. So. I'm, I'm sure they, they'd be looking at all of that stuff, and Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo would be like, "Now nah, we gotta, we got to show that this, is, this was real. So um, it'd, be, it'd be interesting to see how they do as well.
0: Well, Kaushik, it's pretty surreal that we're talking about the NBA returning again. Uh, I'm just, just in conversation, after conversation with you, I'm like an extra hype now for opening day. I know, uh, right?
1: I, I almost want to go turn on League Pass now and be like, where's the next game? <laughs> <NBA?" laughs> uh,
0: uh, and as I said, the best part about a new season starting is that there's zero losses. All our teams are equal. So I'm very optimistic right now. In a month or two months, I'll be a way more depressed person to talk to. But for now, it's all good. Uh, <laughs> thanks for another episode of, of Hubdash and Koshik And we did it. We're now one away from, from from triple digits. It's unbelievable. But we are nearly there.
1: Wow. I, I almost don't believe it. But uh, no, it, it's, been an, it's been a wild journey. Um, we'll we'll do a hundred more, I think. I think uh, before we die. <laughs> <laughs> or um, before
0: India gets a pro league. Oh,
1: t- 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 oh t- no, t- I don't know which one will happen earlier. <laughs> Handball has a pro league current. Handball. And on that note
0: <laughs> we should <laughs> we and another
1: episode of hope Yes indeed. Hashtag India basketball, hopefully with a pro league someday. <laughs>